just imagining Larry David DJing. <laughs> he's got like the one ear on his headphone. Exactly. And he's making like the Dave Aguetta awkward dancing. <laughs> shut up. Shut up. To, what is that clip? Shut, shut up to George Floyd's family. <laughs> There's been a lot of problems in in the world and also America, too. <laughs> yeah. That clip is so cringe. It's so bad. That should have been the first the first take. Well, I just want to welcome everybody to our Take a Palooza. It's, it's the Take a Palooza. Um, I think in keeping with, you know, COVID that this is our takeout special. There's no indoor dining. No. No. You have to eat in a very cold outdoor tent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I had uh, I had Nigella Lawson record a little clip for us because I thought you know hot takes takes we're warming up the take machine here. You yes, know. I've warmed in the microwave. Exactly, I've warmed in the microwave. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you for that, Nigella. <laughs> she gave us she gave us avocado toast. Yeah, microwave. In the microwave. <laughs> and they did dumps. They call them dumps. Big massive dumps. Yeah, sounds serious, you know? Speaking of Good Lord, what is happening in there? (laughs) Big, massive dumps. Let's start with the Matty Y vertical. Mm -hmm. Now, we could have put a lot of things in here, but frankly, I don't want to spend too much time on on Matty Y. I started Um, researching it, and I got past one, and I got so mad that I was like, (laughs) I can't do any more of these. And then, so Andrew put a couple more in, but I think these are are some of the best Matty Y takes. Matty Glacius, for those of you who are unfamiliar, is a prolific tweeter, Mm -hmm. poster, writer. He's uh, the inspiration for our One Billion Bowls project. One Billion Bowls. We're saying it more um, and more. Everyone's talking about it. This first take is about what the vet, the 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 best vegetable is. Yeah, the best, best vegetable. vegetable. He's quoting a, a a tweet here. This is genetically engineered eggplant in Bangladesh offers a fifty one percent increase in yield, a thirty seven point five percent decrease in pesticide use, increased farmer profits, and decreased farmer sickness. And he quote and his- tweeted that and said, "Huge win for the best vegetable." Uh nope. Yeah. Nope. Nope. Mm-mm. Nope. Not not even close, in my opinion. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad you like your eggplant, but eggplant is the uh, just. It's not that great. It's no. <laughs> there's a reason, like all the best eggplant dishes involve doing a bunch of things to make it as un-eggplant as possible. Right. Yeah. Either You're turning it into a delicious <laughs> goopy dip, or mm-hmm. a, a a fried fritter. And then put that in a sandwich. Well, the avocado dog. Yeah. Knowledge. The next take here is. Yeah, this uh, is, um, you know, this is post election. We're doing all the recriminations and discussion of, you know, what did we do wrong? And he, Matt says, in my opinion, the big problem with defund the police is that defunding the police is a bad idea. Austerity is bad. Public services are good. Policing is important. And better policing will be more costly than bad policing, not cheaper. Uh, which is an interesting thing to say that defunding the police is a form of austerity. That's a that's a big Matt brain take. <laughs> Why are you the way that you are? Uh, you can't defund the police. That's the same as doing austerity. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, bro. Gotcha. Uh, 
Yeah, anyway. Matt, you know the worst thing about it, I told you this, this is that he was on the Brunigs podcast and I I got mad. Everybody got mad like why is he on your show? Yeah, and why did you have to this... it? Yeah. I listened to it and I was like, "Oh, this is kind of he's what? He's kind he of talking like a normal scope. person." Yeah. <laughs> Cuz on that one they talked about anti anti-natalism or you know, anti-birtherism, the idea yeah. that uh, you know, vers- versus being pro reproduction and growing the the population. It was in service of his 1 billion Americans thing, but um, it was it was interesting. It's just I don't uh, know. I feel like it's easy. I, I don't totally agree with the one billion Americans thing, but I'm also not an antinatalist like doing on our child free, you know, talking about breeders or whatever, too. So, you yeah, know, nuance, yeah. <laughs> New, nuance. What is it? Um, This is probably the biggest take of the year. We'll just get this right out of the way up front. Ooh, OK, this is Obama. Obama writing in his memoir uh, that which I will re- I will never read. You can't make me read it. It <laughs> you, will not. You happen. literally you would have to pay me an obscene amount of money to read this. <laughs> the only thing I will ever read from it is this paragraph, which I have clipped here. Mm-hmm. Um, looking back, it's embarrassing to recognize the degree to which my intellectual curiosity those first two years of college paralleled the in- the interests of various women I was attempting to get to know. Marx and Marcuse, so I had something to say to a long-legged socialist who lived in my dorm. Fannin and Gwendolyn Brooks for the smooth-skinned sociology major who never gave me a second to look. Falkholt and Wolf for the ethereal bisexual who wore mostly black. As a strategy for picking up girls, my pseudo-intellectualism proved mostly, proved mostly worthless. I found myself in a series of affectionate but chaste relationships, which did in no way... Uh, foreshadow my presidency. <laughs> Obama as a spurned incel. <laughs> a pseudo-intellectual who is yeah. mostly worthless. Mm-hmm. Affectionate but chaste relationships. What a, what a simp. I've, I've never read Foucault in the service of trying to get a date, and I never will. I never <laughs> you will. You can't make me. <laughs> I'm never... I'm never, I'm never, re- oh, is that how you pronounce it? Foucault? Fou- Foucault, yes, it's French. See, that's how you know I'm never going to frame right, a fake exactly. leftist. I'm never going to read that crap. You can't make me. I've tried yeah. reading some of this stuff and I'm like, this is in English. I can't do it. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Can't make yeah. me do it. You can be a dummy and a lefty. This is, this is the way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, oh, but that was delicious. Thanks for giving that to us. Obamna. Oh, mm. we don't have that. We should have oh, had a clip God, of that. Man. Obamna. Obamna. Yeah. Put it on the list. Um, of course, then we had Mm -hmm. we had the the this year opened with a really bad take from Boris Johnson. Yeah. Uh, Which (laughs) bung bung a bob for Big Ben to bong for Brexit. Folks, you remember that? You remember this? We're all gonna ping. So if if you don't speak English. Uh, what this means is, um, uh, you know, give us give us a pound so that we can set it up so that Big Ben will bong for Brexit. Big Ben has been under renovation. Um, <laughs> so pe- people were quite distraught that it wouldn't be able to ring in Brexit, you know, because this is the thing with with pro Brexit people is they're very invested in symbology. Um, <laughs> and, it's in uh, fact all about that. It's not even about anything other than that. It, it turned out that n- this didn't come to pass, and so all of the crowdfund campaigns that were set up for this were just entirely grifts, basically. And there were the, the big Ben. Big Ben did not bong for Brexit. No, you but a lot of it. people, a lot of people were hitting the bong. If you know That's what I true. mean. 
yeah. with their proceeds, their cash proceeds. Sm- smack in the barm, yeah. Smack in the barm, wetting the peas, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. I smack in the barm, I wetted a pea. <laughs> oh, you love it. Um, yeah. The other take was crying at work as a sign of a healthy workplace. We covered that in the show. Um, yeah. This it's not. Fast company. Which is Fast. a magazine we love and respect. <laughs> yes. Why crying employees can sometimes be a sign of a healthy workplace. Speedybusiness.com. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. It's a bad take. Bad take. Um, you know, it's just, this is the thing. Do you, do you think the journalists read their, their articles and then go, wait a minute, we don't have to publish this? Because that's what I used like, you know, you don't have to publish this. No one's you really making don't. you. Yeah. Yeah. You really don't gotta. Um, I had to eat another high chew just thinking about it. I needed something to do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I should have gotten my dark chocolate cherries, but I didn't. That's uh, oh, that's, how uh, are you gonna uh, self soothe? You know, it's a great question. Um, I'm just thinking about Clob, the Clob Mob, <laughs> the Clob big, Mob, Big Amy. We love her. <laughs> the yeah. Big Amy, the the weird, the weird, like sexually fetishizing following yeah. that she had. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, this from February 14th of this year. It's time for Hillary to say, I'm with her. Um, this is an article in Vox demanding that Hillary endorse Klobuchar because <laughs> Klobuchar is the one, the, the woman who can beat Trump and Sanders. Yeah. Uh, it turns out she could not. She could. <laughs> Results say negative. Yeah. Um, the, then remember yeah. r- shortly after that, Municipal Peter declared his victory in Iowa. Indeed, yes. Um, I still think we don't know conclusively who won Iowa. I believe that's still you know up for all of debate. this stuff. All of this stuff from earlier in the year. Sorry, I finished my cactus cooler. Now I'm cracking open a Topo Chico mineral water. So we love oh. to see it. Oh no! Oh no! Whoa! Whoa! Oh no! It started coming out. Whoa. I had to oh, got no. a little got a little breach of our hull integrity there. Yeah, that was bad. Yeah. The so remember he declared victory. So all this oh what I was gonna say is all this stuff from Iowa. You have shocked the nation. <laughs> everything before Super Tuesday seems like it was ten years ago. It truly does. It truly does. <laughs> everything. <laughs> it seems as distant a memory as like uh you know the Bush campaign. <laughs> yeah, it seems so long. Gentlemen, this is democracy manifest. Yeah. And we then did we see must- that on uh, on the night of the Iowa caucus where Pete Buttigieg was um, incontrovertibly and resoundingly, uh, you know, elected <laughs> Should in I the do primary my- there. <laughs> let's, do my- let's do my impression. Tonight, an improbable hope became an undeniable reality. No, see, I'm doing a better Remember- Obama than him. Like- yeah. <laughs> well, remember when every tweet of his had to be like an aphorism? An yeah. aphorism, yeah. No aphorism. Tonight, was an right. improbable hope became an undeniable reality. It's like my dude, just say like, "Hey, we did it." <laughs> but no, that's his whole thing. Was he had to sound smart? Um, this this tweet, Pete Buttigieg is like if LinkedIn was a person. Yeah, I put that in there because that's one of the correct takes that we have today. Um, yeah, I put some other ones. There's this one from from a, a New York Times writer who says, Pete, after winning Iowa, is almost beating Bernie in a state Bernie won four years ago by 22 points. Under any normal standard of assessing the Democratic race, Pete would be called a front runner. Uh, let's just check in on that. Um, <laughs> oh, hmm. 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 How that Interesting. Go? Yeah. Clap for that, you stupid bastard. 
Well, then we had another uh, primary take, which is that we must protect and serve. Wait, no, this is no, this is this is we're jumping ahead. Oh yeah, we are. This is this is post primary. Yeah, so this is when she was th- announced to be the VP, and mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of people were upset because um, she likes to put black people in jail. Um, yeah. So Gary Master Williams on Twitter said, "Displaying literally just Gary." <laughs> yeah. Here's what I do know. Whether you like Kamala or not, the current administration is going to unleash a disgusting and disrespectful attack on her, mainly because she is a black woman. We have to protect her and uplift her as much as possible throughout this campaign. And you don't. You actually uh, you don't. don't. You don't. Also, uh, if we circle back, I don't recall any uh, Trump ads that were specifically attacking <laughs> Kamala because she was black. No, I do remember a lot of Trump ads that were like, here's a clip of something racist Biden said. Yeah, it was mostly <laughs> it was mostly going in on Biden yeah. from the left. <laughs> so, like, you should have been more worried about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe maybe don't nominate a racist next time. Just a little thought for me. Although, yeah. I, you know, it, it did win this time. So I don't know. Maybe I'm did it? maybe I I'm mean, the idiot. We still don't know. Yeah, we still we truly still don't know. Uh, we're never gonna know we're never gonna know the results of iowa we're never gonna know the results of this election (laughs) uh, now of course this year was dominated by covid and uh covid denialism which we love Um, yeah just a little quote here that david roth uh tweeted or pulled out from an article this is from matthew seeley of the michigan conservative coalition remember they stormed our state house earlier in the year to protest oh yeah that happened yeah, yeah. And uh, Matt Seeley says, I feel, t- by the way, it's always the Matts. This is going to be a future, a future discussion topic. It's always Matts. I don't know if what it is about is the Matts, Matt, but they need to be stopped. Check yourself before you wreck yourself, okay? Yeah, right. Like, I, I see you, Matts, and I'm coming for you. <laughs> um, Matt says, I feel terrible about the lives lost, comma, but good start. I feel terrible about the lives lost, but at some point we have to say mission accomplished and come up with the next phase of this that doesn't have us continuously locked inside our homes. Um, This is from April 18th. Let me just check the COVID numbers here. Let me just go to coronavirus.jhu. Oh, dear. We got him. That's that's gone poorly, hasn't it? Hmm. Actually, it's just your vaporized mouth spittle. I'm sick of it. Yeah, two two thousand two. Thinking about nine eleven every day. Twenty twenty. Having a nine eleven every day. <laughs> and then similarly from April twenty eighth, twenty twenty, PragerU quoted uh, uh, tweeted Preg- this quote pregnant from university. Yeah, uh, uh, Dennis Prager. The lockdown is the greatest mistake in the history of humanity. Uh, it's time to call cool. it what it very is. Very cool. Very cool. <laughs> um, it's simple, really. Hillary Clinton had some ideas on what we should do about COVID. She says, millions of people have lost their employer-tied health care over the last two weeks because of the pandemic. It's an easy call. Are you ready for what's an easy call? What would you think would be an easy call here in this situation? Pay people to stay home right. and not go to work and pay businesses to send people Well, home. and like, you know, to provide for the health care. Should we give them health care for and free? free healthcare, or free health care. Okay. Uh, you're wrong, actually. It's an easy call. Reopen the health care exchanges. <laughs> Fatality. <laughs> That's it. It can't be done. You're crazy. Listen, you're unemployed. You've got plenty of time to go to uh, healthcare.gov and sort out which of the three high deductible health plans you want. <laughs> yes, they all have deductibles that cost more than a used car. However, 
this is just um, so stupid. I forgot this one. Yeah. Um. Do you remember Chunk? Chunk is that his name? Chunk Uyghur. Ch- uh, Chunk Uyghur. Wait. You know the we, guy, the Young Turks lost. guy. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That guy. Chunk. Yeah, I don't know. Um, he had a take. Um, that said one of the things establishment Democrats do a million times better than Donald Trump is competence. We love to do competence. Like, listen, I'm always listen. saying that. Listen, if there's the anything Dems I'm are better do, managers, it's going to be competence. You know? Right. Yeah. What we need right now is competence. Mm-hmm. This, yeah. Uh, 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 in an emergency, you don't want Bozo and the clown in charge. You want a grown, grown up. Cuomo and Joe Biden are competent managers when we really need it. <laughs> Very hilarious. If in there's anybody Cuomo in there, you would not compare uh, Cuomo to it, it. Definitely would not be Bozo the clown. He has big Bozo the clown energy. He goes Absolutely, on. He has a yeah. show where he goes on and he goes up there and he's like, "Hey, hey, hey, kids!" Like mm-hmm. he's Bozo the clown. Now I've got this is not not political. He's a, no 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 he's a he's like a Bongino la clown. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's um, a, that's a, I've got one here that's uh, not political except insofar as everything is political. This is this is a, are you ready for a time hack? We covered this one. Wow. Okay. Time hack. Yes. Wake up at four a.m. Get eight hours of work done by twelve p.m. Work from twelve p.m. to eight p.m. and have two full work days in one. Take a break every hour of 15 minutes to do other things that need to get done. Green check mark. <laughs> Thank you, Charles Velasco. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Time hack. Just work a whole lot. <laughs> yeah. The guy who quote tweeted this money hack. Take $100. Then add another $100. Now you have $200. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will not be taking questions at this time. People, I just know that there are people who I know who like shared this tweet and were like, yeah, so, so profound, so insightful. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Rise yeah. and grind, baby. Anybody anytime says like, oh, yeah, I worked, you know, I worked extra today. I'm like, did you get paid for that? And they're like, no. I'm like, well, then why did you do that? <laughs> why? Why did you do that? You, All you've uh, done is devalue your labor. <laughs> you just played yourself, buddy. Yeah. It's just um, it was a slave state. Uh, do you want to remember a guy briefly? Do I? Is his name Representative Joseph Kennedy the third? Absolutely, it is. <laughs> the wet, uh, wet boy. He came out with a uh, uh, a very good take, profound, you know, deeply thoughtful. <laughs> this Not is a like single in the patient. similar vein of the simil- of the Hillary thing. <laughs> in this trying time, not a single patient should be forced to fight off medical bankruptcy in the midst of a global health pandemic. Without a lawyer by their side. He could have just stopped there, but instead he said, without a lawyer by their side. Liberalism. We covered this in our episode, which we titled L4A for Lawyers for All, because that's, you know, in addition to one billion <laughs> bowls, universal basic bowls, we're going to provide lawyers to everyone. I don't want to I don't want to spoil it, but we're getting through this list and I'm starting to sense a theme. Um, I think maybe our leaders have utterly failed us and they're all incompetent idiots. Is yeah, that, could that be true? It's almost like 2020 has revealed a profound failure of governance at quite literally every single lev- level of government. <laughs> Fully oh, destroying man. any remaining credibility that they well, have. Well, maybe maybe we'll get destroyed. through this and we'll find something different. Yeah, well, Biden's going to make it all better, you know. COVID-19 isn't going anywhere, so schools must reopen. CDC, yeah, this was... Prep, this was Prof. A, um, Emily Oster. 
Well, first we've got, this is an opinion column by Kathleen Parker in the Washington Post. COVID-19 isn't going anywhere, so schools must reopen. And then uh, recently also, Professor Emily Oster, professor of economics, not anything to do with health, um, quote yeah. quotes a thing that says, you know, the CDC has recommended that schools should be open. So that's, you know, and it says, you know, um, what this says, the new recommendations place high priority in keeping schools open from kindergarten through the 12th grade, saying schools should be the last settings to close and the first to reopen because of the critical role they play in providing meals and support services to children. If only there were a way to provide meals to children that didn't involve schools. Sadly, you know there isn't one. What's crazy is when we closed our school during the, that first part of the pandemic where people were kind of actually like, oh, 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 are we going to do something? Are right, we going to yeah. do stuff? Yeah, that, that you know, time where we briefly passed giving everyone free money because the Republicans we, weren't paying close enough attention, I guess. We closed the schools and we basically converted our whole operation into providing those services for kids. So like, you know, some essential workers still went into work to prepare food, for instance, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. for kids. And then we used our bus drivers to drop that stuff off. In neighborhoods, and we had like pickups where anybody who lived in that neighborhood, you didn't even have to be a student, could come pick up. Like, we were essentially providing government services, and it was super efficient and it worked super well. And we could have kept doing that, but then we just stopped because the federal government and state government were like, okay, now you have to justify why we're giving you money by going back opening your school. Like, okay. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> we, we love it. Yeah, it's great. Um, yeah, I would say the fact that a lot of children rely on school lunches for nutrition um, probably calls for, you know, it's not uh, a sign uh, that schools are good. It's yeah, <laughs> it, that's not a sign that we should keep schools open. That's a separate problem that we should solve separately. Yeah. I'm just looking I'm thinking, for anything. you know, maybe Meals on Wheels could be expanded or something. Well, just you know, economy economists just look at schools as daycare. Public true, schools do, yeah. are just daycare. That's yeah, all it is. Daycare so that you can do work. Yeah. yeah. So you must produce value for your employer. It's yep. vitally important. That's been the theme of, of the COVID pandemic in America. Speaking is get back of to workers, work. David oh, Sedaris, yeah. our buddy, hu my, my close personal friend. <laughs> uh, yeah, he got himself into quite a lot of hot water because he had a little piece to camera on CBS Sunday morning. Uh, last week as we record this where he suggested that um like a citizen's arrest you should just be able to fire anyone you you don't like who gives you bad customer service uh which is you know, prof uh, <laughs> sort of profoundly misunderstands the fact that none of the workers are paid nearly enough to deal with him and his smugness um yeah it's, it's bad it's very bad it's, people tore him to pieces it's very um, bad that at this time that's what was top of mind for him, and that the pe the producers at CVS Sunday Morning were like, "Oh hell yeah, let's put this on the air." Yeah, like complaining, I, "Oh, I bought a bunch of expensive china from a china shop, and they didn't have a they didn't have a bag for me or whatever." I used to like watching the the calming show of CBS Sunday Morning. CBS used to be, Sunday Morning used to be part of my habit was to wake up on Sunday morning and turn it on and watch it and drift in and out of sleep as it was on. <laughs> but I like as of like maybe two years ago, I just gave up because it just got so unbearably gross and and uh, bougie. bougie like, it seems. Yeah, it seems very neoliberal now. Oh, so mm. bad. The another great thing is uh, 
Obama has has really, you know, after Obama four years of Trump for a second time on this list. Yeah, four years of Trump, he was, you know, tight lipped, just out there, you know, being a, a fun guy, uh, doing like some sort of hydroplaning with billionaires and whatnot, you know, uh-huh, uh-huh. making deals with Netflix. But then he finally, you know, broke his silence when his book came out. And now he's just every day you hear about some dumb, stupid thing he said. And this yeah. one is takes the cake. You lose people with snappy slogans like defund the police. Yeah, it's interesting because as we know, his campaign originally in 2008 was not based off of any sort of snappy slogans at all. No, yeah. No. Um, he, he also began his presidency by conceding to police so that, you know, the beer summit was like the first thing he ever did. So <laughs> And basically where it started to go wrong, like immediately. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we should not be surprised by this, but he's out here critiquing, uh, you know, the only yeah. people really in America who are actually making a difference, who are like activists and organizers on the streets protesting, actually doing doing shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, Snappy he makes a, he makes a movie, uh, a neoliberal propaganda movie for Netflix so that he's contributing to, I guess. Mm-hmm. I just... Uh, this one, which I liked from, uh, this is a guy who used to work at Stripe and doesn't work at, at there anymore. And I can only assume it's because he's, you know, got like whack job politics that they were like, uh, yeah, why don't you leave? Um, says the solution to collective problems is more individualism. Excuse me. <laughs> this guy had a lot of tweet, a, a big brain tweets from, from a couple weeks ago, but they're just, I My mean, answer is something called science. Guy's not important enough to go over them. It's just you know, it's just the typical Silicon Valley bro, big big yeah. into big into crypto and whatnot. If you're not yeah. smart enough to see that so much of our problems right now are, are directly attributable to individualism, then you don't deserve to even be able to tweet. You should. It's funny should because someone someone it. replied to him uh, 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 in the thread, and he had to sort of walk it back a little bit. <laughs> How do you walk that back? That's like such a well. That's uh, the thing. Yeah, um, <laughs> one way statement there. Like, <laughs> right? <laughs> there's no nuance to that. Yeah. Oh um, dear. He says, uh, the, per, "Someone replied to him. I have a collective problem. There's an ungodly amount of trash in public streets. How does individualism solve this problem in a way that is more efficient than a publicly funded mandated collection and doesn't bring an undue burden on those who are more responsible?" And he replied, "The solution is to bust the trash collectors' union." And then the other guy replied, how does the lack of a union lead to less trash on the street without collective action to ensure every house has collection? And he says, I am talking more about individualism for our current standpoint, not more individualism from the standpoint of humans in caves. Obviously, you need some collective action. Uh, the trash collectors union. I, what I was <laughs> saying is the exact opposite of what I said. Uh, but, you know, the point stands. <laughs> Maybe it's a literacy problem. It is a literacy problem. This is a tweet here. Literacy was always the most basic tool of totalitarian propaganda. If you are not literate, you can't be fed communist propaganda. The most steadfast anti-communist I knew in my childhood was my maternal grandfather who was illiterate. (coughs) Communist propaganda did not reach him. (laughs) What? Yeah. This is from someone who describes themselves in their bios as Reaganite Thatcherite Zionist. So we we love it. We know exactly where they're coming from. Hmm. Yeah. You know, listen, the thing is, literacy makes you a communist. It's just, I hate to say it, but it's true. 
And that's I why I never read. I don't. Well, see, that's why I won't read um, the. I will never become educated. You can't make me. I don't want to be. You can't make me read. Helicopter. Whatever. You can't make me read. Bury Mukchin. You can't. You can't do it. Yeah. Um. Man, we've got some bangers in here. We this, do, yeah. <laughs> so we're reaching into stuff that I haven't really seen. Yeah, yeah. Um, you do know that New Yorkers are better than you, correct? You know, this is a thing I hate because I hate New York bias more than anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite thing when I used to watch the show The Amazing Race was anytime mm-hmm. they had New Yorkers on there. New Yorkers hey. the best. We're going to win because we're from New Yorker. And if you can survive in New York, you can survive anywhere. And they'd be like the first to lose because they had no idea how to operate in the real world. <laughs> that was my mm-hmm. favorite thing. That's my uh, anti-New York rant. This is from Lux Alptrom, who says, the funny thing about everyone hating New Yorkers is that for the most part, we fund your lifestyle. Uh, I don't mind being a donor state, but frankly, I could do with a lot fewer people, a lot fewer. This is why everyone hates New Yorkers tweets from people who refuse to pay their fair share of taxes. Does she think that the rest of the country is doing tax evasion, like large scale tax evasion? I pay precisely as many taxes as I as I am due. (laughs) Let me just look something Uh, on this tweet. Let me pull up this tweet real quick. Muting this because despite your insistence that no one cares about New Yorkers, you all clearly care enough to dunk on me for this completely factual take. And then she proceeded to like spend the next day being doing like I'm not owned tweets. Tweeted from Twitter for iPhone. The iPhone. Notoriously Mm. manufactured and designed in New York. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Listen, if we didn't have New York, we wouldn't have... um, really thin pizza um, half, of the, half of the food you eat comes from california okay yeah california <laughs> isn't even a donor state anymore she says this <laughs> yeah this is the this is the problem with categorizing things by like tax revenue the reason That's new yorker is so a big donor state in tax revenue is because it's where all the billionaires live yeah there's like apartment complexes that have like 10 billionaires in them yeah <laughs> Doesn't mean you That's produce why. anything useful. Yeah. Ugh. Uh, this is, you know, it's like, this is a self-causing problem because you're like, oh, I can't, everyone hates New Yorkers, but we fund your lifestyle. And then you're like, why does everyone seem to hate New Yorkers? It's like, maybe <laughs> if you just shut maybe up, you, you wouldn't get yourself jackasses. into this problem. Yeah. <laughs> maybe that's what we're properly identifying here. Yeah. Um, um, speaking of reading, you know, we've had a lot of discussions about reading. Um, on the one hand, literacy makes you a communist. On the other hand, you're not allowed to criticize someone unless you've read their complete works. Uh, this is a tweet from Lex Friedman, uh, or maybe Friedman, but not the Lex Friedman of podcast fame. This is Lex Friedman. From I was MIT, really worried about this. I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah, they're off. They're off by one letter. This is uh, an AI researcher. So off to a good start here. It says, yeah. I wonder how many people who criticize Jordan Peterson actually read his work instead of censoring books. Let's instead read a lot, think deeply and keep an open mind. Um, and I just want to say no. I'm no. I'm absolutely sick of this like you have to read, you know, don't judge a book by its cover nonsense. <laughs> There's not enough time for that, frankly. All I can think about with the thing the, something beautiful has happened in my brain that when I think of Jordan Peterson, the only thing I can think of 
is that interview, that clip of someone interviewing him or asking him a question and saying, do you, do you still eat an all beef diet? And he gives this pained look <laughs> and just says, unfortunately, yes. Yeah, the, the guy is being like Baron Munchausen by his daughter. It's kind of remarkable. <laughs> and that's so good. I love yeah. it. Love to so, see it. Someone replies yes. to Lex and says, dude was sailing on benzos the whole time. Not exactly a ringing endorsement. <laughs> And someone else says, the man claimed a red meat diet saved his life. I don't think he has the intellectual rigor to be worth listening to. Oh, boy. Uh, Thanksgiving, we did it. Unless you read read all of their work, you're not allowed to criticize them. These are the rules. That's true. It's one of the 12 rules, actually. I wonder if these people think the same thing about uh, Marx. Hmm. (laughs) <laughs> I don't I think probably they don't know. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'll read I'll read 12 rules for life. You read uh capital. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh now I'm sure you're familiar with this one. This was the uh, uh notorious column by Farhad Manju uh, oh, yeah. where they they traced their COVID-19 bubble to find how many people, you know, they might mm-hmm. affect if they got COVID-19 and determined that it was large and then said, but I'm going to do uh, Thanksgiving anyway. Um, and then they like edited the article to make this, you know, to basically take that part out because people were like, what are you, are you serious? You went through all this trouble to figure this number out. And then you're like, yeah, we're going to take the risk. What the heck? Farhad. Um, don't, don't do this. Farhad. They, they're just so just dumb like yeah. which i don't something happened to farhad because farhad didn't seem to be that dumb no that's true they used to be a tech columnist in a, in a fairly decent one at that and then have become i guess just a general opinion columnist at the times so i'm not totally yeah. clear a bad yeah. opinions they should really have a section that's just the bad opinions section right yeah the, the new york times bad opinion section <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What did Casey Johnston say? I'm not going to tweet on this. Oh, Casey Johnston tracked the edits to this piece. Thank um, you, Casey And how they, how they, yeah, how they updated it. I think they updated it and then didn't say they updated it. And then they did say that they updated it. And yeah, it was a whole mess. Ugh, uh, weird. The comment section is closed. <laughs> <laughs> you do, you only, you don't do that for any particular reason. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Very cool. Um, um, don't do that. Um, you've got a the heading here, toxic masculinity. Toxic masculinity. Um, Obama admitting that he bombed people because he didn't want to be seen as weak is the ultimate proof of the prevalence and dangers of toxic masculinity. <laughs> That's absolutely. A joke. This is this is the kind of tweet that I just uh, uh, you know I retweet and I say like absolutely. <laughs> This is this has got to be a joke tweet though, right? This I think guy, so. I ban- yeah, the, the accounts probably. banished Bernie. Yeah, the, their location is the dictatorship of the bourgeoisie. Yeah, it's good though. I like it. It's a good tweet. It's very good. <laughs> it's very true. Um, um this one. Uh, th- this is a uh, a simple theory of why Trump did well by Jamel Bowie. This is you know he had a column about it. Um, that was basically like it was because, you know, money got sent to everyone in Trump's name. Um, yeah. And someone replied to this and said, uh, this is someone whose uh, display name is Warren Democrat FTW. And they say, I think it was also toxic masculinity. Black and Latino men went along with that. Uh, and I don't. 
you know, on the one hand, absolutely. On the other hand, what? <laughs> it was also toxic masculinity, which I shall explain by racism. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Um, it was the blacks and the Latinos. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to make it sound like we don't think toxic masculinity exists. But you know, no, it's it's very <laughs> true. again. Again, nuance, please. <laughs> Yeah, please, please, sir. My nuance—he's <laughs> very. Speaking sick. of nuance, um, we all see the voter fraud. We we all see it, don't we? Do do we? Another I... another Matt here, Matt Walsh, who uh, uh I will One continue of the best to Matt's. note. I will continue to note Matt Walsh. His bio is theocratic fascist, and I will continue to note that until it changes. But he says, whatever happens with the election, it is absolutely clear that mass mail-in voting and early voting was a disaster that should never ever be repeated. It's absolutely clear, Aaron. Isn't it? We all see it. Well, that's like basically after the after the uh, election, all the Republicans were like, listen, we all see that the emperor has clothes like it's extremely obvious. We're all seeing it. He's just over there. Angels have even dispatched from Africa right now. <laughs> Man, uh, Matt Walsh it really does say theocratic fascist on there. huh? Truly does. Yeah. I don't know why you'd put that on your on your Twitter, but uh, you know whatever. Well, he also has tyrant. Mm, yeah, very good. Yeah, cool. Um, this next one was sent to us by listener Ultra Nerd. Uh, COVID is increasing America's lead over China, and I'm not going to read this whole <laughs> article because there's no reason to. But the gist of lead it was basically <laughs> our lead over China. <laughs> our lead of of people we can our kill? lead. Well, this is the thing is the gist of this article is basically like uh, we must tolerate the deaths from the pandemic in order to stay on top of China, you know? Oh, this is by Kyler Tawin. This. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Bloomberg opinion columnist, professor of economics at George Mason University. Oh, yeah. I I used to listen to his podcast. He was one of those like conservative liberal or uh, libertarian types that I would like listen to just so I could like know what was going on over there. But I just see even he became too insufferable. And now I see what's happened. The The thing that I find hilarious is that my friends who are like in China or people I follow on social media who are Chinese, like they're always like finding out about things in America and just being horrified at the barbarity and 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 just yeah. like craziness of it. And it's like cool to be in this situation. Mm-hmm, Very cool mm-hmm. to be the ones that they're like, you guys, it's that bad there, right? Oh no, what can yep. we do? They're gonna they're gonna war up some sort of like uh, nonprofit organization to help us. Yeah, <laughs> it's so bad. Um, you have one, the worst. The worst. <laughs> well, this one I'm pretty sure is an op, but it snuck in just under the wire. Oh my gosh! Today, but this has to be. This has to be an op. This has this to one be like hurts CIA. My head so bad. Uh, this might be a radical take, but hear me out. Leftists who hate landlords are not leftists. And there's a whole thread here. Uh, they say leftists are often trans people of color and part of other disposed minorities oh who want to see the liberation for their people. Uh, often, which is, really? I don't know that I've met a landlord who is not a white male, but, uh, you know, go ahead. Sure. Cool. They're often often trans, yeah. Yeah, you know all those trans. You well, you know, uh, there's the trans landlords association, right? Yeah. I mean, this is just leftism is about opposing bigotry and hatred towards marginalized groups of people. Landlords are often hated by their tenants and treated as though they're monsters. <laughs> <laughs> there are marginalized people, landlords. 
Um, yeah. This just seems so. This just seems so implausibly wrong that it has to be a kind of op. It I, has you know, to be. That's just yeah. Uh, well, we've made it to our last take. Yeah, this one. Uh, someone, someone has tweeted and they've scrubbed all the identifying information, which is probably for the better. And they've they've um, said, "Is this the worst take in history?" And I believe that it may be. Um, the tweet is the following. Not every job should have a living wage. That is not healthy for society. It is not healthy for someone making ice cream cones at Dairy Queen to make enough to live off of. You want a society that actually can't live off these jobs. Nope. Nope. So. Nope. That's. <laughs> nope. What the hell uh, kind of country is this where I can only hate a man? If he works at Dairy Queen. Yeah. The, yeah, the, it's like, listen, if you work a service job, you should hate your life. That's just how it should be. This is like making the thing about capitalism that nobody likes to talk about the selling point of capitalism. Like, yeah, it's, it's like, no, listen, thing. this is, this is, like, it's the only supposed way, to be this way. The only way capitalism works is if there are underemployed and unemployed people to be a threat to the people with jobs that they could lose their jobs because there's a pool of people that, that can replace you. And mm -hmm. so that's, that's what keeps the balance, the relationship of the bosses extracting from your labor work because there's mm -hmm. always a threat that you could lose that position. And so she's saying that's healthy. Yeah, it's good. It's a <laughs> sign of a healthy society. Except that we'll have a bunch of people in our society that will be sick and die. Because Instead of the fight for fifteen, live. it's the fight for one dollar fifty. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, I don't. Why, why? Why pay people at all then? By this token, <laughs> why do anything? I just that's the that's the logical endpoint of this argument. Is like, well, actually, we shouldn't pay people because you know they should just have to work and deal with it, Wouldn't and you know work. pull yourself up by your own bootstraps. <laughs> this and is they the did worst. Dumps. They call them dumps, big, massive dumps. Well, that was 2020, guys. Yeah, it's been a year. I'm glad it's nearly over. We'll be back next year in what I'm sure will be um, an equally horrifying hellscape. Um, yeah. It, 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 I tried be... to be optimistic about 2020, and I learned my lesson very hard, so that's not <laughs> happening again. Was that like your New Year's resolution? Oh, yeah, absolutely. In 2019, <laughs> I was like, 2020 is going to be my year. I'm going to do so much self-improvement. This and is then... going to be the no. year of Houston. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh -huh. oh, no, Andrew. That's like such the Andrew thing to have mm. happen. It, it, <laughs> it, it truly, truly is, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Oh no. This is what people always ask me like, "Oh, you know, why are you such a pessimist?" And it's like, "Cuz I've been taught to be." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Every time I try to be an optimist, it backfires. Well, how do you I expect me to react? I think the only people who are optimists are people who haven't been who who haven't we're gonna, gotten punched Aaron, in we're the gonna face by We're going to be eating life. brunch again, okay? We're Listen. all potential pessimists if you're not already one. That's just We're going to be Biden's coming in on January 20th. We're going to have brunch again. We're going to be eating brunch again. That's all I care about is that I need to go get a mimosa. It's so sad when people like at work will talk about, ooh, the vaccine's coming. Ooh, I look forward to being able to do this again and do this again. And they're saying all this stuff. And I'm like, nah. I, yeah, <laughs> right. There's you not know, really, I really do much that. I look forward to. Like nothing yeah. really fundamentally changes about life that to a degree that gets me excited. That's, I mean, sorry. I'm just, it's a bummer, you know, but I, I, 
the vaccine coming is a light at the end of the tunnel, which I am. I'm happy not saying for, it's like but, it's not a positive yeah. development, but but yeah, I mean, it's you're right. I don't know that I'm going to modify my my habits that much. You know, I mean, my habits pre quarantine weren't that different anyway. No. <laughs> Yeah, especially for me. I'm a hobbit. Yeah. I don't the only binary that I believe in is inside and outside. <laughs> okay, that's a good place to end it, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have no idea what I'm doing. I was not prepared for this. I'm trying and I'm learning. Thank you for your patience There's so many mistakes I have already made But I'm working to be better day by day And I think I'm gonna make it But for now I'll say I have no idea what I'm doing I have no idea what 